Hello and welcome back to another episode of You Want to Do What? Today I've got Paul Mins on and he's a recruiter within the world of technology. Hi Paul. Hi there Daniel. How are we? Yeah, very well, thank you for a Monday. Yes, yeah, same. It's a nice quick quick start to the week, but let's jump straight in Paul. Do you want to tell everyone a bit about what you do? Yes, no problem at all. So um, I'm a technology uh, recruitment professional. Um, I head up a technology-focused recruitment brand uh, called Lucid Connect at this time um, in my career, um, where I've been for the last three years. Um, I'm coming up 23 years in recruitment, man and boy, so uh, I've been through uh, a couple of recessions and uh, quite a few changes um, over that period of time. So let's talk firstly about why recruitment, why did you get into into it? I've got to be honest, Daniel, uh, initially um, I, I was at a university for about a year or so working in telesales and, and uh, various jobs to, to try and start paying off my uh, student debt. Uh, and I saw uh, sales as a route to generate some some early income uh, to, to contribute to uh, the dent in, in my debt and um, stumbled across an opportunity with a IT contract focused agency. Um, I had an interest in technology um, and I saw sales as a, a direction I could take myself as a as a career, uh, but I've got to be honest, as I say, initially it was really just to to, to see some uh, immediate returns on uh, a commission-based uh, type um, sales role. Um, so I stumbled across it, um, and then I learned to love it. Mm. It's interesting to get your point of view actually on this, and we'll, we'll talk a bit about this specifically for what you recruit for. But I'm interested to know personally first: Do you value your university degree? I absolutely do, because at the time in my life, I think I needed that to um, to help me mature uh, and take some time to decide what I wanted to do with myself. It, um, I, I relocated as a result of uh, being in uh, in university in Bedford. Um, I was originally on the south coast and I needed to, to make a clean break um, and start a new life. So that allowed me to, to do that and gave me that that corny saying of, of life skills. Um, so I absolutely um, would 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 thank my time in university for giving me that opportunity to take stock of my life and then make a career move at the right time. Mm. Interesting. And what is an average day like for somebody working in your space? Uh, pretty busy. Um, we're, um, we're technology focused, uh, as I said, so um, there's a lot going on. The market is, is, is pretty crazy at the moment. It's very challenging. It's very buoyant. Uh, there's lots going on. There's lots of digital transformation, lots of investment in new technology around software automation and robotics and cloud and cybersecurity. So it's, it's a very busy time. We're recruiting into our team at the moment because of the, the sheer volume of, of work. So lots of opportunities going on um, uh, with, with various different clients that we work with. So what are some of the tasks you're doing on a day-to-day basis? Obviously, it's very it's a people-based business, isn't it? But what are some of the the actual tasks that you have to do. Indeed. So I head up a, a, a business that focuses on permanent and executive search. So it's very candidate driven, um, very relationship based. Um, so it, it's building relationships all the time. It's identifying individuals that aren't necessarily looking for a new role. Um, whereas our contract business might be looking for immediately available contractors to support our clients with short term technology migrations and so on. We're, we're looking for passive candidates that um, aren't necessarily seeking a new role, but might have their head turned by an opportunity that, that actually could uh, offer them um, career progression or, or doing something different or doing something they've always wanted to do. So 
we're constantly talking to people, understanding motivations and goals and ambitions and trying to match individuals to, to the various different clients that we're supporting from a strategic point of view in terms of their hiring plans. So how has searching changed from when you started to now? Because obviously now you have tools like LinkedIn and and, and the internet has opened this whole new world of networking. I'm interested to understand how that changed for you over your career. Indeed, yes, a lot more automation, a lot more um, ability to engage with people through different forms of communication. Um, Of course, back in the earlier days in my career, I was faxing CVs to, to to clients, would you believe? So that's how far we're going back from in terms of uh, how much of a recruitment dinosaur I am. Um, so a, a lot of change over a period of time in terms of engaging with professional networking um, and attending more events, whether it's virtually or face-to-face, engaging with people through different means of communication, engaging with people differently in terms of how to communicate with people as well, of course. Um, so lot, lots of changes over a period of time from trusting your own database um to advertising um via various different job boards which is still something that that, that goes on today of course but um we get less joy from from advertising we get more joy from relationship building that obviously takes time um so we get uh, quite a lot of referrals through through our network and, and quite a lot of joy from people that we've engaged with over a long period of time um so i guess that's how things have changed from the earlier mm-hmm. days for where we, we we had less ability to to capture a wider audience and build talent pools that like we can do now would you say that's had both its positive and negative effects so i think everybody that's been on linkedin you know you do get quite a few messages from recruiters um and i think some people often go oh, not another message from a recruiter so do you think it's had its positives and negatives on the industry no, you, you're absolutely right there. I, I, I understand the frustration that people can have. It's very saturated from a recruitment point of view. Um, at the end of the day, these sort of business networking tools should be there for collaboration and sharing ideas and understanding uh, and learning and things like that. But obviously, recruitment, it can be quite crude sometimes and, and, and people can use it as a means to an end. I prefer to use it to build relationships and um, increase our awareness, increase our brand identity. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it, it's, a, it's a method of recruitment for us. It's a way of headhunting head people. So um, it, yes, it can have a negative effect in terms of the, the, perhaps the sheer volume of contact individuals might get from, from recruiters. Um, I would just hope that if, if recruiters can send measured, targeted, thoughtful messages to people, um, then that will improve the experience the individuals will have. Um, but it certainly can be negative um, if recruiters embark on, on mass messaging, which is certainly something that I wouldn't recommend. Mm. And what would you say are three key personality traits that you see in yourself and maybe others around you that have helped you succeed in this industry? A thick skin is very important in this industry. Uh, you've got to dust yourself down, and um, you, you've got to you've got to get on with it um, and, and get past lots of um, lots of barriers. Integrity is a big thing for me, um, and that's been very important in the businesses I've worked with, the people that I've hired, uh, and the way that I can conduct my business. Um, and um, and professionalism, um, getting the job done and getting the job done very well, um, is something I'm very important, uh, very passionate about. Uh, recruitment as a service is um, uh, is a professional services solution that we can offer to to our customers, and um, it's very important from my point of view that we conduct ourselves in the best way possible 
Um, we embrace best practice um, and we aim to deliver the best service at all times. Mm. And for you, what have been the two biggest positives that you've personally taken out of working in this industry? Um, a lot of the people I've met um, have become very good friends and very good acquaintances and very good people within my network that have led to introductions and friendships and uh, and business opportunities. Um, so that's been a big takeaway. Um, and um, it, I guess in addition to that, what I've learned from people over the years. Mm. Okay. And then on the flip side of that, maybe something less favourable about the industry. Uh, the reputation. I can't get away from the fact that... Um, uh, you know, we, we, we can only operate in the way that we do to the best of our abilities. Um, what we can't control is how um, recruitment can be received due to negative experiences that, that individuals and companies can encounter. So that's that's unfortunate. Um, we, we, we just need to rely on the, the people that are doing things the right way and making sure that we um, you know, hold ourselves to account um, in terms of the way that we conduct ourselves. Mm. So anybody listening to this and thinking, you know, I'd like to give recruitment a go. Have you got any advice for them, whether it be something they can put on their CV or maybe some experience they could get? I'd certainly recommend it. If somebody is looking for a, um, an opportunity to um, forge a career um, in a uh, professional services environment where there's uncapped earning potential um, for, for high achievers, um, I would, I would suggest it's something it's not for everybody, um, but it, it's worth a try. You know, no, no one grows up dreaming of being a recruiter. Let's be honest. You know, it's no one's <laughs> it's no one's dream. Um, most of us stumble across it. Most of us try it and see how we get on with it. Um, and those that succeed are those that enjoy working in a people based environment, enjoy working with, uh, with, with teams, enjoy um, learning and helping others um, and enjoy delivering a service. Mm. And then what's something that's probably not in your job description, but you still have to deal with? Well, I guess there's probably a lot of things in my job description, um, to be fair, but um, <laughs> there's a lot of change of, um, of dynamics within society these days, which is very challenging. You know, we're dealing with quite unique times with four or five generations in the workplace at the same time. Mm. Uh, there's a big shift around how businesses are, are looking to hire and develop talent um, there's more of a move to, to sort of mindset over skill set and developing individuals and what a person's capability is. So I think a lot of um, what comes with management is, is understanding individuals that, that work in my business, that, that everyone is unique and everyone needs to be managed a certain way. Um, and uh, that there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of mental health and well-being issues to be uh, to be concerned with now than, than ever before. It's now it's now okay not to be okay and um, it's very important as an employer for us to to understand how best to offer an environment that works for for, for everybody mm, no great points um and then for people looking to get into the industries that you're recruiting for obviously you recruit for technology roles which is just absolutely mad at the moment as you as you've said yeah. and we've had a few people a uh, few few recruiters from the industry on uh, and they've said they've never seen it like it is. It is just absolutely bananas. But for anybody wanting to get into the technology space, what kind of things are you being asked to look for um, skill set wise or things on the CV that people can start to think about actually getting on there so they can get these jobs? 
Well, okay, so so depending on which direction someone wants to take, um, there's there's bundles of certifications out there, of course. Um, some of it will, will require quite a lot of self-investment in terms of cost and time. So that could be quite difficult for somebody starting out. I think um, what, I, what I would recommend to somebody looking to, to get a career in technology is, is to work um, is to work on what areas that would most interest them um, and devote some some time to focusing on that if it's around cybersecurity, if it's around um, web design and software, what, what direction would they would they see themselves taking and, and invest some time looking into that. Um, as I said earlier, in terms of um, how companies look to, to recruit at the moment, a lot of it is down to how an individual in start again, how an individual will, will apply themselves. So somebody starting out in, in technology is going to have limited limited knowledge. So it's about what they've done with the information that is available to them, uh, looking, you know, listening to podcasts like this, um, you know, downloading webinars, looking at LinkedIn tutorials, uh, looking into the industry and doing their own research. Mm. And where are you currently seeing the most roles coming in from? You know, what kind of technology hires are they, uh, companies most looking for at the moment? Probably in the, the cloud and DevOps space. So lots of companies still moving from on-premise to cloud infrastructure uh, a lot of that work comes through ver- via various managed service providers and professional services consultancies that we work with that are delivering that sort of service to their end customer that, that needs to migrate their technology stack and update and modernize that uh, lots of new technologies coming through in the areas of software automation around robotics and artificial intelligence. Um, so lots of industries like legal and insurance and financial services that are still ripe for disruption because they, they have legacy systems and outdated processes in place that need to be modernized. So there's so much more that, that can be done going forward around digital transformation. That's really interesting that you mentioned law and insurance, because I was going to ask, you know, what kind of industries are now coming to you guys and going, look, we need these skill sets. Well, we did a lot, a lot of work within the IT channel, which is where you find service providers and IT resellers and manufacturers and distributors that are providing their products and services to end users. So there's a lot of going on there because companies are modernizing and companies are updating and wanting to beat the competition. So there's a lot of, a lot going through the IT channel, which is where we're, we're very strong, but we're, we're quite broad across different industries. So um, yeah, there is the, the likes of the you know, sort of insurance market um, and legal firms that, that there's lots of technology transformation opportunities going on where um, they are perhaps a little behind other other markets like retail and automotive that maybe have embraced um, technology change more quickly. Mm. And then how many companies are you seeing offer flexible working? It's definitely a hot topic. Um, it's, um, it, it's a regular discussion point with all of the opportunities that we have with each of, uh, of our clients. I would say maybe seven out of 10 opportunities we have at the moment would offer at least hybrid working, if not remote. But that's, that's very technology specific because obviously some, some technology roles can be performed in isolation. I appreciate other, other walks of life, other, other, other roles and disciplines do, do require more collaboration. We, we work very well as a business uh, with a hybrid model, but predominantly working from the office. Most of our people enjoy working that way uh, within teams, um, learning from each other, um, bouncing ideas off each other rather than a, arranging a video call or a, 
or a conversation. Um, and I think we all get a little bit of video fatigue from time to time. So um, I think balance is key, but, but certainly hybrid working is, um, it appears to be the way forward for a lot of businesses, uh, getting that right balance to support individuals um, in terms of well-being, reducing commuting time, reducing carbon footprint, improving people's um, well-being and, and productivity, because a lot of companies that would have been very nervous about remote working when it was forced upon them by the first lockdown have seen that, that teams and individuals actually can be productive and in some cases more productive by adapting their, their working pattern. But it needs to suit the business as well as the individuals. So it's, it's a fine balance to strike. Mm. I think this will be quite a, not a difficult question, but a it's quite a general question. Now, when you're looking to get a candidate in when you're looking for a senior role, what makes one person more qualified than the other for a senior role? Is it purely time, you know, that how long they've worked in the industry or is it specialization? Is there anything that, you know, people applying for these roles and, and they might stop themselves applying for a senior role? Is there anything where you are like, well, actually, you know, senior hires, we actually look for this, this and this, or is that too much of a general question? It's a really interesting question. Um, my focus individually is around senior appointments and leadership hires. So I do quite a lot at that, that sort of level mm. around heads of program, IT directors, CIO, et cetera. So at that level, my selection process can be more in-depth than some other roles that, that might be more obvious in terms of has this person got the right set of skills and, mm. and, and communication style to suit a particular vacancy and, and company whereas at a leadership level it's very subjective in terms of somebody's communication style married with their professional experience combined with um, their ambitions their personality traits um, quite often I've used psychometric profiling at a leadership level to really assess somebody's uh, motivational um, and behavioural um, pointers uh, to, to identify whether that fits within a particular leadership team. And that, that comes down to understanding the client that you work with and understanding the type of individual that would best suit their business and then trying to, under, trying to qualify that during the selection process when talking to individuals. So it, it's very important that you get the right combination of professional competency and behavioral um, abilities mm. um, that's, that's going to have the right sort of combination. Mm, interesting. And then going back to you personally, would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now? Uh, with a lack of talent, I've managed to identify everything <laughs> to do anything else. I guess um, I probably would say yes, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's um, it's treated me well. I've met lots of great people. Worked with worked with some some good companies and and had some some you know, some great success over time. It's a very rewarding um, career um, if if you can be successful, you know, contributing to companies' strategic outcomes, changing people's lives. Um, you know, potentially it's um, um it's it's a great place to be when things go well. Mm. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your time. Really enjoyed the chat, and um, thank you for coming on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Pleasure. And where can people find you, your company, what you're up to? So we're um, we're based in Milton Keynes. We work UK wide and into into Europe and beyond. Um, I, I run a company called Lucid Connect, which is part of Lucid Support Services. 
which just a couple of weeks ago we celebrated Lucid's 20th uh, anniversary, a uh, big black tie event, uh, which was great to, to you know, recognise our success and bring back some partners and suppliers and previous um, colleagues that have contributed to our journey over the years. Um, so we're well established in what we do and we're growing all the time as we, as you and I have mentioned in this dialogue, um, mm. you know, technology is, is booming at the moment and, uh, um, and, and recruitment levels are, um, are off the chart. So it's a very exciting time to be here. Well, thank you again, Paul. It's been great. Pleasure. Thank you.